Um, we're studying. This is um, a letter in. Uh, this is letter number seven hundred and eighty-three. These were letters that the Rebbe sent out to different, uh, to various different uh, people, and this particular time uh, was the time that the um, that the Rebbe hasn't yet officially become the rabbi of uh, Chabad. Uh, it was after the passing of his father-in-law. And he only accepted it later on, several months later. And this was sort of in the middle. It was like in limbo over there. But yet, uh, the Rebbe did everything uh, that he could in the meantime to encourage, to, uh, in an unofficial way, continue to lead. He did lead. And a lot of the people around him realized um, that the Rebbe was doing this is going to come. It's just a matter of time. But in any event, uh, this was a letter that the Rebbe wrote during Chalamoyed Sukkot. Uh, this, uh, this was in the intermediate d- days of Sukkot. It's, you know, the holidays are coming up on us real quick, so it's appropriate to uh, read about it. And uh, this is in the year Tovshin Yud Aleph, uh, which puts it at the end of 1950, towards the end of 1950, like now, probably about... October, you know, whenever the high holidays come out, it's about October or end of September, October, something like that. And uh, and the Rebbe addresses this person, and uh, the Rebbe sends him a pamphlet with uh, uh, with the uh, words uh, of Torah from the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe, um, f- specifically for the holiday for Shmini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. Um, you know, the Sukkot holiday has the first days and Chalamoyed, and then it has Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. And for each holiday, they would uh, publish some words from the Rebbe so that they would study it. And uh, the Rebbe always adds, when I'm sending it to you, but you should see to it that the people around you should be able to use it as well. Never just you be selfish and just use it for yourself, but make sure to spread out the wealth, you know, just make sure that other people can benefit from the Torah teaching as well. And the Rebbe says that will sort of arouse them, wake them up, it will strengthen them, and it will enlighten them. These are all the languages the Rebbe used, the people in your environment. It'll be now and during the year, throughout the year. What this will strengthen their joy of the Torah. Because on Simchat Torah, we actually rejoice with the Torah. The reason we rejoice on Simchat Torah is because on Simchat Torah, we finish the entire Torah. The schedule, the way it's set up, is that every week we read a portion, and then... When it comes, every, ah, thank you. that every day we read a portion. I mean, every day. I mean, every week we read a portion, so that once a whole year passes by, we start the cycle again. So the Torah is read in a cycle. But when we are able to finish the Torah, which is a Simchas Torah, we make a big party. We make a big celebration. We make a big joyous uh, holiday. That's why Simchat Torah is the joy of the Torah. So. Uh, by studying and getting the uh, Rebbe's insight, th- that would help them sort of 
increase excuse me in their in their joy of Torah. And when we are happy with the Torah that we're given, what's written in the Torah? The Torah is the instruction of how to do the mitzvot, the, all of our commandments. Where do we know our commandments from? Because they've been written in the Torah. So it turns out, if we are going to rejoice with the Torah, we're also going to be aroused, we're going to be strengthened, and we're going to shine the joy of the mitzvah, of their mitzvahs. And when you are excited about doing a mitzvah, a Torah, then you do it in a much more uh, greater level. See, when a person does a commandment because he's just forced to do so, and that's what people are realizing now, that especially in this generation, uh, the way we find ourselves now, children are not no longer, especially when they get a little older, not so obedient. They don't listen to their parents all the time. As they get older, you know, they got a mind of their own. They do things the way they want to do. So it used to be in years ago that children were more uh, paid attention to what the parents said. Today, they don't think the parents know much anyways. What do they know? And they figure themselves they're smarter. And Are you just discovering this? This has been going on for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I think the Rebbe, this letter is, 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 is more than 40 years old. So, so the Rebbe is talking about that time. But, but what the Rebbe is saying here, he's not talking specifically this, but the Rebbe is saying the key to get people to do the mitzvahs, to do Torah, with joy, to do it in a good way, is to give them excitement about them, to make them feel happy about it. So instead of saying to your, uh, to your son, you know, go to shul because I'm telling you to go to shul, and, you know, that's what you got to do, or you tell them, I want you to, uh, you know, to, to be part of the Jewish people, you tell them, they don't listen to you. But if you create a sense of excitement about being Jewish, excitement about the Shabbos tables, the lighting of the Shabbos candles, the, the whole atmosphere becomes such an atmosphere in which people want to take part. It makes them feel good. It makes them excited about it. If you can make the people enjoy, then they're not just going to do it, but when they're going to do it, they're going to do it in the most beautiful way because it's something that they enjoy. It's done with happiness. It's done with simcha. It's done with, with excitement. And that, that, that's very important. Isn't that the whole philosophy of Chabad? A little bit about, you know, the simcha. Yeah, that's a philosophy, and it's actually not only unique to Chabad, that's unique to Hasidim in general. They, but Chabad especially also, they put a lot of emphasis on the idea of serving God with joy, not to, not to just do, and um, it, it's, 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 it's been proven uh, throughout, through history, that that joy has helped them overcome a lot of obstacles, a lot of difficulties, Generally, we know that simcha is parents together. It means when somebody is happy, they can do like, you can break through boundaries. You know, certain people have certain limitations, what they can do or what they can achieve. Uh, they have their own little gedar, uh, their own little boundaries. But when you are happy, when you are rejoicing, then you just break through all barriers and you can all of a sudden... Uh, you know, do a lot more than you thought that you could do, and you can, that comes from an inner joy. Now, the Rebbe says that we hear that uh, when we uh, study Torah, 
the study of Torah is equivalent to all the mitzvahs. It also brings us to mitzvahs. Because how do we know how to do the mitzvahs? Oh, yes, Thank you very much. There's coffee out there, but there's not such good cups. Okay, okay, thank you. Drink it fast before it melts. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're to get some, some plastic taste in there. Yeah, Emmanuel uh, said he was going to get some. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Shehakol Niyeh B'Dvarei Amen Mechaim Mechaim you usually say on hard liquor not on uh, coffee but uh, you know it, well we'll do this time we'll do on coffee Mechaim for coffee whatever you know I mean I guess in the absence of anything uh, anything real good but uh, you know we'll try to do it We'll try to get excited with the coffee. So bring us some simcha, some joy. And that joy will bring us to um, uh, observance. Okay, so what he continues to say is here, the Torah, we have basically two parts. We have the study of the Torah, and then we have the performance of the mitzvahs. So the Torah is equivalent to the mitzvahs. It also leads to mitzvahs. So the same thing is when we rejoice with the Torah, uh, that is equivalent to the mitzvahs, and it brings joy to all the mitzvahs. And once we serve Hashem with happiness, with a gladness of heart, that breaks through all limitations, uh, all fences, below and above, which means your own limitations, and also above, to Hashem, it reaches. Uh, and that sort of helps you, removes you from your own natural lusts that you might have. You know, you might be tempted. But the joy uh, helps that. It also takes away judgment. And, and then in the light of the king, there is life. In the, in the, uh, the Rebbe basically advocates here very strongly, as you see in these words, to serve Hashem with joy, with happiness. He says happiness has the power to get rid of a lot of lot of uh, difficult situations in various different ways. And it's all accomplished through simcha. So perhaps we should try to do things in a joyful way, in a happy way, in an exciting way. Mitzvahs and Torah and learning. And then um, we can actually... Uh, break through uh, all kinds of boundaries, all kinds of barriers, and we can actually come out way ahead. So, the Rebbe says, um, this is uh, getting closer after the holidays, because, you know, during the uh, month of Tishrei, uh, the Hebrew month of Tishrei, we have very, various exciting holidays. We have more holidays than any other month. Because first you got Rosh Hashanah, then you got Yom Kippur, and then you got Sukkot, and then you got Shmini Atzeres, and Simchas Torah. So now, once the holidays are over, after Yonta, the holidays are over, it's going to take another half a year. So you're going to enter into the winter months. You know, the winter, last year winter was a real uh, difficult one. We were praying and there shouldn't be such a hard winter again. But you're going into a long winter. And it's going to be a half a year till which holiday is going to come in a half a year? 
that's a real Pesach, Passover. The Torah, a real Shalom is going Passover. So now we got to wait a whole half a year for Passover. So now we got to take along some some food from the holidays to sustain us. How are we going to be sustained in such a cold, long winter and in such a uh, long time to wait for the next holiday? Very difficult. We got to take along some food, some spiritual uh, nourishment that we got during the holidays. Um, And then once we get those, then we can go we can go on our road, we can go out and do our service in a way that we are secured. Even though generally when you travel, there's usually considered traveling is associated with danger. Today, not so much. Today also with cars, with accidents, with God forbid. But it's planes, you know, it's also danger. But it's not, it used to be in the olden days especially, People would go on the road, there were bandits, there were other, a lot of problems when people were traveling, a lot more than today. But it was, so ways when you travel, it's considered a dangerous place. So when a Jew travels on a spiritual level from one time of the year to the next time of the year, you got to go through, you know, it's wrought with danger. There's various situations can throw you off in the middle of your way, in the middle of your road. You know, you can be going and all of a sudden, you know, somebody gets the better of you and you throws you down and, 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 and does, you know, a trick on you. So, that's why. In order to uh, be able to go through this long journey, God gives us at the end of the month of Tishrei the two festivals of Shemini Atzeres and Simchat Torah. He gives us this festival in which we absorb basically all the great energies, the lights, the blessings that came down from all the holidays, we absorb it. And on Simchas Torah, we actually begin a new revelation with a new excitement. And that joy helps us later on to bring out into actuality, all the good resolutions we made. You know, like people make resolutions, this year they're going to stay away from cake, or this year they're going to and they last for about three days. <laughs> you know, you see everybody in the gym, like after New Year's, you see everybody, but three weeks later. <laughs> what? Well, that's how they rely on everyone joining, you know, and then they... Oh, yeah, okay, but we need to make sure that it's sustained throughout the year, so... so you're saying Simcha Helps you maintain it through the year? Through the year, till the next holiday, basically. Because, from a medical standpoint, they have this thing called seasonal affective disorder, where in the winter months people get depressed. By the way, he's a, a practicing pediatrician, so. so when people get depressed mm-hmm. during the winter. Yeah, oh. There's no light, no, 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 no. sunlight, and sort of the same thing. You have no energy. Okay, great. Great, that's a good good metaphor, beautiful metaphor, yes. Yeah, yeah, the physical is always a manifestation. And it's actually a result from the spiritual. So that's, that's, that's a very good, good, good example. Um, so the Rebbe says that Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah especially, also they have like special energies these days that they're all inclusive, they are all absorbing, they are more general than the other specifics. And the Rebbe brings now, uh, he says that we find... Um, two sort of extremes 
in our practice of the celebration of Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. On one hand, um, we find that people are extremely, extremely joyous on Simchas Torah. I don't know if you ever experienced Simchas Torah in the synagogue, but more than any other joy, people dance and they dance with the Torah and they, and in some places they do other things. They make themselves really happy and very joyful. Yeah? Don't they need all to recover from that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, some have the hangover for a long time. No. <laughs> No, no, there is no mitzvah actually to drink in Simchas Torah. <laughs> Only on Purim, there is, uh, but uh, Torah. But people are extremely happy. Now, if you think about it, why is everybody so happy? Why is everybody... Uh, it doesn't... Um, it, it, it's, it's the actual, the practical purposes. You know, there's a lot of times that we're, we're happy. On the holidays, we're happy. Uh, on... That's the time on Sukkot in which they would draw the waters after my Mesosna was a great joy. There's a lot of times of happiness. Yomtev, every Yomtev, there's Simchas Yomtev, we're supposed to be happy. But for some reason, you see, the practical reality is that on Simchas Torah, people are more happy than any other time of the year. So on one side, they're more happy. Then you look at the other side. Who tells us that we need to be happy? So, on Yomtev, it's a Torah command. The Torah tells us, you got to be happy in Yontif. On Sukkot, uh, there's additional, uh, we learn it out from verses, there's hints, but there is no uh, clear directive that on Sukkot, especially, you should be extra happy. There's no clear. It's something that we learn out. Uh, so, but here... But isn't the name Simcha Torah Simcha, right? That's right. That's the name of it. But the general idea of, 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 of a Simcha, of a mitzvah, uh, but the... Um, uh, that is something which is... Um, also, we learned out. We learned out from a Pasuk. There's verses. So all those things the joy from all these different things have a clear directive one way or the other. The only one that doesn't have a clear directive, we don't find it clearly that there is a mitzvah to be rejoicing is on the last day of Sukkot. It's either learned out from Adrasha and according to some opinion it's not even from the Torah. So it's the least clear directive to be rejoicing. So, But the strange thing is when do we have the greatest joy? In that place where we have the least clear uh, directive to do so. So the places where the Torah tells us to have joy, we have joy, but not to an extreme. But in that place where the Torah doesn't clearly state that you have, we just learn it out, or it's not even from the Torah, over there the joy is way beyond. So what is it? Why is it that something which we are not clearly instructed is the place where we actually bring out the biggest joy? So the Rebbe says, this is actually precisely the reason. And because it's not part of the one of the mitzvahs, is because it's sort of an elevated and a greater than even a mitzvah. A mitzvah 
A number of a mitzvah is a commandment, is something, is an instruction, it's defined, it's limited, it's a very precise. And therefore, its practical application is also a limited one. But when something is not clearly and not counted, it's not limited in the mitzvahs, then it becomes like an overjoy even more than those mitzvahs that are clearly. So you say in the last day of more than ever. That's why we have some chastorah over there. We have the greatest joy. And Hashem shall merit us, the Rebbe ends over here, that that joy should touch us. The great joy that we have should touch us till the lowest, the furthest part in our soul. Every We should be sort of touched by that joy in the even last power in our soul. And we should make a resolution and we should make a decision to accept the yoke of the heaven so that we should make set time for Torah, to study Torah. We should observe the mitzvahs and we should serve God with our heart with prayer. So basically, it is a decision to do Torah study Torah, to observe mitzvahs, and to do prayer, and to pray, to do the, these three things, and to bring those decisions from the decision state, from the potential to the actuality. The Rebbe was very much into bringing things down on a practical level. Like the Rebbe said, you know, that in a lot of places they make a meeting and the resolution is to make another meeting. <laughs> he says the resolution of a meeting has to be to do something about it. So when you make a decision, it's not just a good decision, a good idea, but it's an idea that should come down in practical. He says, when you do the action, so then, as the previous Rebbe writes from the uh, Mimer, he says, the light a beautiful, good light of Hashem will come down, that you will have an abundance of physical and spiritual goodness, that this will bring you both physical and spiritual goodness in an abundance. And on Chalamoyed, there's an issue about writing, and the Rebbe doesn't sign on Chalamoyed. He says the signature is omitted there because of Chalamoyed, partially the holiday. But in this case, you see Okay, especially he's talking about Simchas Torah. That's in a special way. But that whole concept of doing things with joy and being able to tap in even deeper into yourself and being able to do things in a better way, we see this is a concept which is important in Yiddishkeit and it's important in Hasidus. And uh, if we can accomplish that, you know, we bring out joy, then maybe we can sometimes beat a lot of different situations. Um, one of the things that uh, is a natural, sometimes a natural result of situation that we tend to become withdrawn, depressed, uh, set back. We, whenever we, uh, something isn't, isn't going our way, so we sort of naturally sometimes react in a way of withdrawing, but that's not healthy because once you withdraw and uh, eventually you start feeling, you start doubting yourself and you start feeling down and then you start sort of uh, putting yourself further down and 
and it brings you to inactivity, it brings you to a lack of being able to challenge. And that's part of the ideas of the Yetzer Hora. Uh, your evil inclination is trying, that's the bad part in you trying to put you down. Just to but, find what depression is. Yeah. Right. Now. Okay, Rabbi, got to be a little bit of a doctor too, a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a psychologist. So, the way to do it is to try to push away any sadness from your mind and from your push away. And I think the way to do it, one of the ways you know to do it is to focusing on the good stuff. You know, I mean, it's really uh, if you let your mind, you know, think, you know. We can't change situation, but we can change what we choose to think about. We can sort of uh, change, you know, and we, we, we have to work very hard. It's not easy. We have to work very hard to try to stay focused on some of the good and the blessings that we have, and then we'll be in a better mood, and then we'll see sometimes the next day, you know, the challenge yesterday, we thought it was a mountain. <laughs> How are we going to... Easy, it's uh, nothing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's easy stuff than everything else.